Well, I guess we're live, Tom. I guess so. Welcome to our 50-hour marathon show. Thanks for joining us for our late-night version of the WW News Today podcast. My name is Eric Morton. Late-night version? Yeah. We usually do it at 10 a.m. Yeah, on People Tuesdays. can watch them whenever, though. <laughs> I know. We usually release for it. For some people, Tuesdays I bet it's a late-night show. With me, as always, is Mr. Smart Alec, Tom Corliss. <laughs> Just say smart-ass. It's fine. Uh, this is after 9. Jason's asleep, probably. Probably. He'll be asleep in 12 minutes. That's probably true. Uh, anyway, we want to welcome you. This is the first time we've done this live, except if you're a Wigs member, we do these li- live yeah. when we record and we release them on Tuesdays. This one, you're getting it live because you're watching our uh, broadcast that is supporting the Toys for Tots mm-hmm. this year, the 50-hour marathon show. We're already over $5,000 in cash donations yeah. and uh, well more than that in, uh, in terms yeah. of auction prizes and things like that. But first, a little housekeeping. Tom has something he'd like to share with everyone. Well, one of the, uh, of course, so I'll, I'll mention this now, even though some of you are watching this later, but for those of you watching live, um, obviously we're, we're on right now raising money for Toys for Tots. The way to donate is at toys.wdwnt.com. Another way to donate, though, is to take part in our auction, which has over 300 Disney Parks items from around the world in it. One of our sponsors was nice enough to kick in. It's not this model. It's actually the... Um, I think it's the Magic Band Reader, right? The Fireworks Magic Band yeah, Reader. Yeah, the Fireworks Magic Band Reader from this company is in our auction um, tonight at auction.wwnt.com. But because they were nice enough to support us, we want to plug um, the wait time sign, which they have available, which we've plugged on News Today a bunch. I know you have as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can see right now on this holiday weekend, Radio Springs Racers, oh, it's down a bunch. When I turned this on, it was at 100 minutes. It's a, gr- it's a good ad for it. It is live up to the minute. They're down to a 65-minute wait, um, which there it was at 6.49 at night in California. Yeah, um, Ben. They're down to a 65-minute wait. It's kind of fun. Like, th- that'd be fun if you're at Thanksgiving dinner. You just put on the background, and everyone just was like, oh, look, look how bad the wait times are. It's Thanksgiving. Of course, the park's bad. Um, but these are fun. This was the California Adventure one. That's why there's California Adventure wait times. But they have all different ones. There's the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, Disneyland. Um, and they have the corresponding parks Wait times, and I'm, I assume Jake has the QR code or link thing up. Yeah, well, it's wwnt.link slash wait is one way to do it. Well, it just came up when you said it. Yeah, like it's magic. Like, it's like I conjured it out of thin it. air. You can use the code uh, NEWS15 mm-hmm. for a 15% discount. Yeah. So order today. It's a good time to buy a holiday gift, right? Great time. There you go. Great time. Don't wait for the last minute like some of us. Um, the other housekeeping thing we have to do is donations. Jake, I don't, I don't know where we left. I think we left off on this anonymous one for twenty five dollars. I think that's where we left. There off we go. Maybe. There's more. I don't know if you can read that. We have. A I, I have them. I have here. them here. Uh, the Jarrett C's okay. were a pickup. I have them here. Uh, Jarrett C donated twenty five dollars. Uh, Tom and Jason, thanks for taking a picture with me and being so kind and sweet in San Diego. Happy holidays. So j- this is a really funny story. So we we got back from the cruise and we're just hanging out in the hotel lobby. Yeah. And Jared, who came in a custom-made Nick shirt to one of the news tonight's of all people, ran into us in the lobby. Oh, wow. It was so weird. He wasn't going to the cruise or anything for work. He just ended up there. And of all places, the same hotel lobby. So we took a picture with him. Uh, Michael Shetty is our next one. Uh, donated $50. Tom, I just got back from Tokyo Disney Resort. It was an amazing trip. Thanks for recommending Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea. It was a life-changing trip for our family. Another satisfied customer. Wow. And I wish I owned I wish I owned a party. I wish you were on the payroll company. there. I should be. Yeah. Man, no, I'm just a satisfied customer. I'm just a satisfied. I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm glad another person went and had a 
great time. I always I love to hear that. Uh, Anonymous donated a hundred dollars. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to Tom and all the WWNT team. Hope your families all have a happy holiday season. Actually, it's BC Fan Seven Seven Two. It just was anonymous on the, the top of the donation. Uh, brings our new total. Oh wait, there's more. Hold on. Matthew Frey. Oh no, there's another one in between. Anonymous donated a hundred dollars as well. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Matthew Frey donated fifty dollars, and Bethany Buchanan. Uh, donated $20, which brings our total to $5,760. Of course, we have a long way to go to our goal. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will get us there. A lot of you like to wait. But in the meantime, if you're not going to be around the next 24 hours to watch the rest of our programming or you're going to miss the live auction, which you shouldn't because it's a tremendous thing to watch, believe it or not. It gets pretty crazy. It's wild. If you're not going to be around and you enjoy our programming, whether it's this podcast, The Honest Reviews, News Today, whatever you enjoy from us, um, we don't ask that you give us money. We ask that you give money to Toys for Tots, which is an amazing organization that makes sure that underprivileged kids uh, get a toy this holiday season. If you're watching this later when it's edited and released, the link will still be up at toys.wdwnt.com. You can still donate. Um, the auction will be line, done. The auction will be done, but you could still at least donate to Toys for Tots in our name because um, I think it'll at least be a week until we, we uh, go give the money to the organization, transfer the money to the organization. Lot 300. Spend a day with Tom Corliss at Disney World. What do you think it's up to? Three grand. Twenty-one fifty. Two thousand one hundred fifty dollars. Club thirty-three is over three grand. Club thirty-three is thirty-five fifty. But not to dissuade people in the auction. There's plenty of like affordable things. There's t-shirts. Yeah, there's stuff for seven dollars. There's all sorts of cool stuff. But there are those cool experiences. Nick's Maxi Van experience. The new Snipe VIP. Yeah. You and Jill are doing a yeah. We're over six hundred forty dollars. I think. There you go. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad if you need it. So we got to try to outkick that bar tab. You got to at least, break, yeah. It has to be, you know. Again, all this money is going to one hundred percent of that money goes to the charity. So we we essentially are are, are uh, you know we're offering your time yeah. and and the bar tab. Right. Yeah. Someone has graciously uh, donated a uh, two night stay at a vacation oh, yeah. home we have here that's in Orlando. Right. That's Super over four hundred dollars cool. now. That that's really cool. It sleeps twelve people, so four hundred dollars. That's a steal. So not to not to drag this out. But, you know, this is a great cause, auction.wwnt.com. 100% of the proceeds go to Toys for Tots. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. Today's topic of conversation is going to be the worst Disney attractions of all time. This is a good topic. Uh, we have also asked some of the I asked some of the wigs. We can uh, people in a live chat if you want to participate. Of course, yeah. This is so. This is what we to. do with the wigs usually because the wigs seven dollars and up get to watch us actually record these live every week and we'll yeah. interact with them. But because this is the marathon show, we're doing something a little different and everybody gets interact. But if you enjoy what we're about to do, this interactive part, you can do that with us every week. I don't even know where to where to start when look, there have been some bad Disney attractions. Early There's on especially number. there were a lot of hit and miss, right? The, uh, some of the old stuff was was bad. Like what? I don't know the the, the like World of Aluminum and oh, the Kaiser paint, Aluminum the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there was the paint one. Were they bad or were they like like interventions exhibits where it's like, oh, that's fine. Like, yeah, no, I, like no one invested a lot of time, so does anyone really care that it wasn't amazing, right? Like, I don't know. Like the pack mules. I'm sure the pack mules didn't change anyone's life at Disneyland, but I'm sure it also wasn't like the worst time anyone's ever had. I'm a little annoyed that we're both wearing like similar color t-shirt or it's the shirts. Company, with, it's the company color. I, well, you are. I'm wearing... Main Street Electrical Parade, you have the WWNT official. From Carousel Products. From Carousel Carousel products. Com. We still have Gertie shirts. They came back, and there's like 80 of them. Are they back? Them. 
Yeah, you didn't know that? No. There's like 80 of them left, so go get them, carouselproducts.com. Then when they're gone, we're not ordering them again. This is the last run. That's it. So this We is draw it. the line at selling yeah. 280 of them or whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's not a lot. So um, go get them. There's like 80 left. We already sold half of this allotment, I think. So um, go grab them now. But I'm... I'm I'm all carousel of products say. So this is the this is the WWT button down, which we still have available. But underneath that, oh, can I do this? On the, I yeah, know. it's after da, it's after 10 da, p.m. That's right? not quite 10 yet. Da. I have the the Nautilus. It's the Let's Get Naughty shirt with the Nautilus on it because we're going to be playing after this on on the live stream. We're playing the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea board game from oh, 1971 boy. at the Magic Kingdom. You're going to join us for that? No, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to sleep. You're coming to play Lorcana in the morning. I know. i got to get some sleep. I've never played Lorcana before. I have to Google how to play it. I don't want to just get smoked by all these Go people that are Lucas. like, you know, Lorcana nerds. I but, wanna, yeah. Um, I want to stand up for those of us that don't have time to devote all this time and effort yeah. to this fandom. Alicia's going to destroy everyone, apparently. Yeah, that's, Alicia that's and Lucas, cons- probably. That's the consensus. I don't think Lucas is playing. Yeah. So how was, how was everything? I haven't seen you in weeks. Um, very all hectic I did was and keep busy, your right? Because they were... Uh, there are two very short times in which to cover a lot, right? So uh, for those that don't know, I had two back-to-back work trips, which was number one was we did the um, the first maritime cruise on the Disney Magic out of San Diego, Yeah. Um, which the purpose was we, we don't have any – I'd never been on that ship, so we don't have any Disney Magic content, so we yeah. were covering the whole ship. But also – It's the old um, gal, they the original. Re- yeah. Also, they revamped the Merry Time. So there were new character costumes, a new deck show, a new tree lighting show, um, and a bunch of other little stuff, new merchandise. Um, and so we went to cover all that. If you want to watch any of those things, if you want to watch all the new meet and greets, the deck show, and the tree lighting, they're all actually up here on the channel already. Um, but there's still plenty more content. There's food reviews. Jason and I did a bunch of food reviews. There's gonna I be love the idea of you vlog. and Jason bumbling around Mexico. Like, I don't know. There's like, some funny stuff. There's some funny stuff in there for sure. That that vlog will come out eventually, but a lot of little content already um, coming out from there, and the dining reviews and such will be coming soon. So we had to do that. That's just a five night, so not not a lot of time to do a lot. Uh, and then I left immediately from San Diego. I flew to Hong Kong, which takes a while, uh, and I arrived. How long is that flight? Was it nonstop to, so to we, Hong Kong? No, we it was to I flew United, which wasn't bad. I've never flown United before, or at least it's been a very long Maybe time. Maybe my stepbrother Maybe was your LA. pilot. Was it an Airbus A three twenty something? I think so. Yeah, you never know. Probably it's probably him. They probably yeah. only have two, three pilots. So, so anyway, um, San Diego to San Francisco. Yeah. And then San Francisco to Hong Kong, which was I think about a twelve, somewhere in that zone, twelve hours. Um, got there at six something in the morning with the park opening at 1030 on the grand opening day of World of Frozen. And I made it uh, with time to spare. In wow. Fact. So got to be there for the grand opening. Saw Daddy Josh. Josh Tomorrow was there. Yeah. yeah. Still, he was there for a while. They then. all stayed. I was surprised. They were there Everyone, for a few days before the you The Imagineers, everybody stayed through. The ambassadors left. Um, I caught um, a great guy, Stephen Miller. I don't know if you're Stephen Miller. Yeah. Stephen Miller used to be in charge of Pins and Vinylmation back in the day. He was a former ambassador. Yep. Um, and now he does, is it public affairs or external affairs? I forget yeah. what, what exactly he does now. But you'll see him on the, the Parks blog and stuff occasionally still. Great guy. I ran into them. You leaving. don't hear Tom say that very often about people from the Parks no, blog. No, Stephen, I've known Steven, yeah. Steven since I was just, before I even yeah. did any of this, just when I did Pins and Vinylmation. Did you talk to Josh? No, I didn't get to talk to him this time. Yeah. No. Um, but 
Um, so it saw the it saw Stephen leaving, and I assume the ambassadors went out that day too. But a lot of people stayed. I met some people from the communications team and stuff that were still there. And were they following uh, you? No, actually, the <laughs> nice conversation. No, like things like look, they, a lot of stuff has changed, right? I think we had a very we had a very tumultuous relationship with Disney during the Bob Chapek years, and we're we're coming out of that now. And I I. I like it. It's really reassuring that there are people. Everyone in the company feels comfortable talking to us at WWNT now, and, and yeah. you don't need to. I don't need to be on the media list. I don't care about that. that doesn't yeah, mean we know anything that. to me. But the fact that it, we can have a, a, a healthy relationship, like enough to to have conversations and talk and say hello, that's you know, and, and treat each other as you know, both sides as human beings. That's that's a big step from where we were. A couple of years ago, during the Chapek years, and that's that's great. It's all I could ask for, so um, it's nice. But uh, yeah, I got there just in time, had four days in Hong Kong, and then had to fly back to be here uh, just within hours of the start of our fifty-hour marathon. It's been it's been a long R- random aside here. Uh, I think while you were gone, someone someone directed me to a video that someone made that had quite a few views. That was them kind of recapping our second episode where we talked about. Oh yeah vloggers and bloggers and influencers and all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, it was a little bit of a mixed bag. I think their comments were supportive of, of us. And the people who did it, I, I apologize. I don't I don't know exactly who they were, but they had, yeah. a, I'm sure it's easy to find out there. But the funniest part was they, the thing, the one thing they didn't believe is that someone had to point out that uh, Florida resident edits existed to you and that you didn't know. I was like, they're like, of course he knew. I'm like, they're, it's a pretty small channel. I haven't watched that. It's video. a pretty small channel. They only had like ten thousand subscribers. So yeah, it's so not that hard I to believe know, that Tom would yeah, know who they were. And and that um that like we don't watch a lot of like other channels. And I, I mean who has I know who they are, but you know, if I watch YouTube, it's yeah. mostly to like look up video game yeah. stuff or you know, how to fix you know, my how to fix my uh, front door lock when the battery yeah. runs out. You know who I ran into ended up waiting in line for the grand opening of World of Frozen with JoJo. Oh yeah, yeah. We we. It's funny how many how many Americans were there. There was a whole 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 lot of us were there. Not me. No. Someone had to read. You had to hold down the fort, man. Someone had to do it. Someone had to be the Squid Man and read the news. I got a I I I got a vacation like the week before. So how was your cruise? Did we even talk about? I like cruise on Royal Caribbean. Does that even count? Does our audience even care? I don't know. I mean, it's a cruise. I did get recognized on the cruise by. Yeah, some viewers. That was nice. You know what uh, was weird? I got stopped a lot in Hong Kong by people yeah. that live there. Oh, really? That my two previous trips, no one had ever stopped me there. Mm. Um, so if you wonder the reach of WDWNT, it's really, it's amazing. There's people in Hong Kong that read and watch WDWNT. I think more so watch. I think YouTube is, is the way a lot of the theme park fans there ingest information. I, um, I want to um, go to Hong Kong really bad. It's great. Um, Mystic Manor obviously is on the bucket list, but it's beautiful. It just looks geographically, Hong Kong looks so beautiful. It almost looks fake. It almost looks like it's out of a video game. Or we something. could we could certainly edit this in. Um, just my view out the window at Explorers Lodge with the mountains in the background and the ocean. Yeah. To wake up to that every day, it's like going to Hawaii. It's that kind of setting. It's just yeah. gorgeous. And then the park, this cute little Disneyland park up against the mountains on the ocean. Yeah. It's it, they have the best location of all of them, at least. Oh, it's got to be the most beautiful, like so stunning pretty. vistas from any. There's their right? sun, their sunrise and sunset. There are super pretty too. It's, it's I That's love amazing. Hong Kong. I love it. That's that. great. We'll get you out there at some point. 
One of these days. One of these days. Japan though. first, probably. Yeah, I got to go to Japan first. I've never been to Paris. Never to Shanghai. I'm just. You got I'm just a, a domestic Disney list, man. dork. So, uh, we want to talk about worst Disney attractions of all time. The opposite of Mystic Manor. Right. The opposite of Mystic Manor, which may be the best, according to many. People. I think current day, it's the maybe. Best, yeah. uh, well, you think Journey to the Center of the Earth might be the best. I think. No, yeah. I think no, no. You think Mystic, Mystic Manor? Mystic Far and Away. All right. Was my number one. Here's one, I, it's not on a list I typed out for you, but it's okay. an obvious one. And we've yeah. talked about it Lampoon this attraction uh, for years. Superstar Limo yeah. at Disney California Adventure. Yeah. So this was an attraction, and I think they were trying to take a tongue-in-cheek like look at Hollywood culture and yeah. paparazzi well, and this sort of absurdity of, of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, what they got was really a crappy attraction. Yeah. That didn't resonate with anybody. Everyone thought yeah. they're making a joke of their own park, right? It's a park about California and they're kind of just joke they took it maybe a little too far. What do you think? That's but that was what the whole park was, right? It was all a, it was all puns. Like a hokey everything was puns, right? Like outside of that is their facade that's La Brea carpets instead yeah. of La Brea tar pits. Yeah. But think about like even Paradise Pier was a hokey like knockoff of like an amusement pier in California, right? Yeah. Uh, Pizza Um Mau Mau, Dinosaur Jack's Sunglass Shack, yeah, a, a roller coaster themed to traffic called Mulholland Madness, yeah, like it was all hokey and corny and tongue in cheek and like making fun of California. Nothing in the park was really serious. Maybe outside of Soren, nothing was nothing was really serious. And I think, yeah, I think people felt like it was a slap, like especially next to Disneyland, which is the the birthplace of the charming dark ride. To right. have this across the street, right. I think people were insulted. And so the the idea was they closed it within the first year because they found out that literally the park tested better with guests if just you just closed that. Like if you had one last thing to do, people didn't care so long as it wasn't, they didn't have to ride this monstrosity. Yeah, and as someone who, my first uh, time going to DCA was in the earlier years, 20, I don't know, 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it was bad. I wouldn't have gone back. Yeah. Like, I thought this is just a bad experience. I went basically to see the, uh, well, what they called Disney's electrical parade when it was at DCA. Yeah. Right? I was excited to see that. And everything else, I was like, really? This is, everything about this park yeah. is like below standard. So when I went back after they added Cars Land and they yeah. did all this stuff, it was so good. Yeah. Tom, it was so much better. And so now I really love that park. Um, I don't think it's a park that has a lot of like, I don't think I could go to, like when I've, I've been to Disneyland three times this year and that's a lot for like, when you have two parks, like three times is a lot, you know, three weeks or not even three weeks. Um, but that park still, the addition of Cars Land puts it over the top. There's all kinds of, there are still all kinds of problems with that park, right? Yeah. They made all new ones after Like, it seemed like they were finally on the road with Buena Vista Street and Cars Land. They're finally on the road to figuring that park out. And then they followed it up with the, the Grizzly Peak Airfield thing was great. Like, not so much Soarin' Around the World. I, I like old Soarin' better. But the the theme over there, the, the, the you know, the national park. Right. And, like, it's really charming and, again, embraces it in a, in a very um, not tongue-in-cheek, a very sincere way. Um, cover something that's a big part of California. There's a ton of national parks in California. Yeah. Um, and and then and then after that, they're like, you know, then the we enter the Bob Chapek era, which we go back to tongue in cheek nonsense, right? It's yeah. well, the amusement pier could be themed to Pixar, yeah. and then it's 
well, well, well b you know, big tech exists in California. What if we built an Avengers land and it's themed to like Silicon Valley? Right. No, that's 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 garbage. Those are those are garbage lands. As opposed to, you had a land that celebrated California car culture, a land that celebrated action, the Hollywood Walt Disney arrived in in right. the 1920s, and a land that celebrated the golden age of the National Park Service. Yeah. Those are all wonderful highlights of California history. Some of those touches, like you said, uh, Soren, right? Yeah. There, You walk in there and it's, you, you go to Epcot and it's just kind of like, it's all steel and neon yes. and yeah. these perforated metal hallways and it doesn't Came make a, a lot time. of sense. <laughs> What's that? Came at a bad time in Imagineering. Yeah. yeah. And then you go at DCA and you're in this hangar and it's celebrating like the golden age of aviation and it's celebrating real yeah. people, Chuck Yeager and Amelia Earhart and kind of this leather helmet and goggles and scarf kind yeah. of. Uh, aviation era too. A pioneer spirit in California, right? Right. right. A sincere thing that would, that park again had very little sincerity, but that was sincere, and that's why it resonated with people. It wasn't just that it was this cool new attraction. Mm -hmm. I think it was sincere. No, it's it's great. It, you know, you still end up with a flight attendant for a hang glider. I don't know. Yeah, but, I know, but but you still. It's I think a great. There's something wonderful about it, and there's a when you're in it, when you're yeah. in the middle of it, it feels it feels good, it feels right. So, but Superstar Limo, man. I mean, yeah. they did what they could with it now. It's better. I like Monsters, Monsters, Inc. I think people sell that short. Like, it doesn't need to exist forever. But yeah. I think it's a really cute little dark ride. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not yeah. It's not a memory. It's not going to change anyone's life. I don't think. I think there's people that rare really Rare is the like day that you're going to find someone who's like, you know what my favorite attraction, my favorite Disney attraction is, is Monsters, Inc. Not every ride in the park has to be everyone's favorite. It, they just have to be enjoyable, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if, like, Casey Jr. Circus Train and Storybook Land are probably not anyone's favorite attraction at Disneyland, but I love the hell out of them, right? Like, I, yeah. I still want them to be there. Monsters, Inc. falls in that category. I think it's a fun little charming ride, and I enjoy it. All right. How about Journey into Narnia, Prince Caspian? Oh, my God. These were the worst. So these were walkthrough-style attractions at studios. The first one was Journey into Narnia, creating the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. For some reason, that one was... Slightly better than the second one, which people went through, and there was a video show portion at the end, and then a wall raised, and the thing was over, and people looked around and were like, that's what we waited for? So you, like, saw yeah. sets and props and then went into a room where, like, a little video show happened, and it wasn't much anything, and then people just left very disappointed. It was kind of garbage. And you can have walk-through attractions that are good. Oh, this there's just tons. wasn't. Ventura and this is, Treehouse. you know, I, I think treating Narnia like it was some... Uh, you know, top tier. They had done plenty of these, like, prop walkthrough yeah. things at studios in that space previously. There was a 101 Dalmatians one. Um, there was a Haunted Mansion when the first movie came out, the live action one. I mean, they're all live action, but the, the 2003 yeah. one. Those were fine. It's, it's cool to go see movie props and sets, but to treat yeah, it like an attraction like where you had to watch, about like, studios. a show. Yeah. No, it just didn't, it didn't work, and it was pretty bad. And then... It got replaced with something which you probably don't have on this list, but most people claim is one of the worst attractions they've ever seen, which is the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow, um, which was yeah. the in-the-round projection mapping show, yeah. interactive projection mapping show, which I don't think was that bad. I think people were super mean about it. And then people had the gall to love Runaway Railway, and all I could think about Runaway Railway is it's, it's the Jack Sparrow show, but as a ride, like... You go into a room that's completely projection mapped in circle, you know, in 360 degrees, 
but it's still kind of flat and things happen. Like, that's that's runaway railway. But whatever. All right, another one, and, and a lot of people agree, I think. Jake's going to be mad. Stitch's Great Escape. Yeah. Uh, Non-canon prequel, so you really can't hold them against, hold it against them for, for you know, if you're holding against Stitch, right? It's not even really part of Stitch's real story. They're trying to make it a prequel. So it started somewhat as a canon attraction, right. right? The thing that made it not canon was his name being Stitch, right? He's not named Stitch until he comes to Earth right. and Lilo gives him the name. Other than that, it, it was in story at the beginning. Then they did a weird update where they made it not in story, where he lands not in Hawaii, he lands in Florida at Disney World. So he goes to the castle and knocks on the door and Cinderella's like, you're not my prince. And then he like giggles and yeah. leaves. And then they had him like riding the Astro Orbiter and everyone's just sitting there like, number one, this this was awful before this moment. And then in the end, again, you're insulting my intelligence. I've seen this movie. He lands in Hawaii and meets Lilo. Like, I don't, I don't need the ending to be some stupid, funny, like, oh, look, he's making trouble. <laughs> um, you know... I don't know. Obviously, the chili dog burp is the one thing everyone remembers from that ride. I remember the animatronic. Ride. I said ride. I liked that the animatronic spit on people. I liked the guns. The guns were cool. Yeah. But the 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 writing they wrote it in a really it was a really dumb attraction. Yeah. Um, it's a shame they built a great animatronic. It was a tremendous movie, and they built something that just people did not fix the problems of Alien Encounter. Actually, made them worse. Like it was still as scary. But you now brought small children in because it's Stitch. Right. So they were still as afraid of the dark as they were when there was an actual scary alien, you know, in the tube. I'm just glad Skippy got to live. Skippy got to be part of that, and I got to go see Skippy, and that was enough for me. But God was that an awful, awful show. And it lasted a long time. Last, let's 12, see, 12. opened in 2004, closed in 2016. Like 10, 11 years, yeah. That's a pretty good run for a... Piece of garbage. Piece of garbage. No offense, Jake. We love Stitch. We I love like Stitch. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Honorable mention, I did ride mission to did go on mission to Mars. Uh, it was not good. The not seat, good. the loud seat going up like yeah, two inches, and then yeah. yeah. Basically look it up, kids. Basically, they had a circle in the middle with a like the Stellar Vader at Space 220, right? Which is basically where you're yeah. basically looking at Earth or where and above and it was both. above. It was the same right? as the below and above, yeah. and you just blast it off and you you go to Mars and yeah. there something happens. You have to leave yeah. and come back. You by the way, the journey to and from Mars is very short. Yeah, you know, the, a journey that normally would take us a few years, uh, a few moments. I don't even remember if you went into sleep or how they did that, but it was, it was not like a good a weird spiral effect on the screen or something. It was weird. Like I I. I will also say that for all of its charms and all of the um, accolades and and everything that people have for Alien Encounter, it wasn't to, for me a do every time in the park type of That's attraction. Fair. It was, I I love the pre-show. Yeah. I don't think the main show was great. There's only so much you can do sitting in that room. Yeah. Right. No, know? I agree. Like the Porsche, we just sitting in the dark. Like it. it Alien Encounter definitely had problems. I love Alien Encounter. I like I love the aesthetic, yeah. and I like the fact that Disney did something creative and weird and different. But honestly, like that's one of the best pre-shows of all time, and then one of the most eh, main shows. They made an anti-corporate ride. Yeah, 
Which is kind evil of corporation. Yeah, no, it's just it's just a lot of fun. The, the source material is a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, here's an attraction. You actually have a sign from the this load, attraction behind you on the floor. Over there, the yeah. load area for Rocket Rods. Rocket Rods is at Disneyland. They basically shut down. I don't even know when they shut. Okay, they shut down a people mover in, 90, in August of 95. 95 yeah. uh, Rocket Rods goes in, and they basically want to turn the people mover into a thrill ride. What if we What if we made people go fast on what this? What if you built Test Track on the people mover track? Yeah, kind of like right. that, except they didn't want to bank the turns. They didn't want to spend the money. So you would have to accelerate very quickly, but only on the straightaways. Yeah. Then have to slow down so they can make the turns. It turns out that's not healthy for the it's tires not good for the, the vehicle. Yeah, or the computer system. Yeah. So this ride was down more than it was up, I think. Yeah. Uh, they find out that it's actually physically stressing out the support beams and, and yeah. infrastructure for the ride. Uh, it closes. They, by the way, spent twenty five million dollars on this thing. Yeah, twenty five million bucks on something that was uh, effect. I mean, you could say the it was open for two years. Failure in the history yeah. of Walt Disney Imagineering. I would you, say. There were two years between when it opened and when it closed, but it yeah. was not open for two years. It was open. I mean, yeah. it was almost immediately closed for something like five months. Right. So the the most infamous story is the loss of the sponsor. Right. It's a good year. Continues the sponsorship from People Mover because the People Mover system at Disneyland was different. It was a series of tires in the, right. in the track that kicked the vehicle down the line. So Goodyear continued their sponsorship because it, oh, it's a car attraction. Okay, like yeah, we'll, we'll we'll provide the tires for the car. About a week or so into the attraction operating, they call Goodyear and go, "We're out of tires." And Goodyear goes, "We gave we gave you a year's supply of tires." They're like, we've, we've blown them all out already. And Goodyear said, well, that's that's it. No more. This was supposed to be part of like an overarching, what, Tomorrowland 2055 project. Well, no, that, Tomorrowland 2055 didn't happen. This was instead This was like kind of a replacement for this. It didn't happen yeah. because, because as we've discussed on other episodes, among other things, uh, Paris, Disneyland Paris, uh, trying to bankrupt the company. They got scared, right? yeah. So they got spooked by the uh, cost overruns in well, Paris. Guess who worked on this? This was Tony Baxter, New Tomorrowland. Yeah. And he's gone on record since. I've seen him in interviews say um, that he made a mistake and he should have instead taken the money. He tried to use what essentially was the budget for one e-ticket attraction and spread it through a whole land yeah. and did a lot of things very poorly. What they should have done was take all that money and built one big New Tomorrowland e-ticket right. Yeah. And that would have been a better benefit for Disneyland. I, I don't remember specifically everything that was included in Tomorrowland 2055, but it was I think that was Disney Decade stuff. I know it was yeah. going to be the Plek 2 thing that we discussed. review, yeah. Um, there, were, I, I, there were a few other All things kinds of associated stuff, with yeah. this. But. Alien Encounter. Yeah, Alien Encounter. We have the, we have the plans the for plans. that version. We have the architectural there. drawings here in we our do. in our uh, museum. So, wow. and if you come to a show, you can you can see them. And the concept art's behind you. Right? Some of the yeah. concept art I don't here. know what's what's in my. Actually, if you stay, oh, stay on that shot. So this, I might as well talk about it. It's right here. These, so see these things over here. They're kind of hard to see, but it's a big like eagle, uh, in a specific style. These big maquettes. Um, and there's like a rougher gray one in the background. Uh, those are off of the, the concept art behind Eric. That's the building that would have been the Tomorrowland 2055 Alien Encounter building for Disneyland. And then these are the maquettes that the artists made, um, which would have been the part that the people mover would have went through. Right. You could see the people mover car going past this eagle design 
um, on this building. So what I really like about that though is it's a it's a futuristic design, but those eagles are reminiscent of like the Chrysler building, like yeah. Art Deco style. Mm -hmm. They look like it looks like it's flat. But yeah. the, all the embellishments on the building remind me of something like the Chrysler building. So it's a little bit in the same vein as Discovery Land in Paris, right? Where right. They, in that vein, they chose um, French, you know, um, uh, visionaries, right? right. So Jules Verne, H.G. Wells. For the American Tomorrowlands, they were they they. There was a little Jules Verne, H.G. Wells in New Tomorrowland in Florida, but um, it's a little more. I think it's a little more Buck Rogers and a little yeah. more. It's a little more 30 sci-fi. And then for the Disneyland one, you're right. They were going a little more Art Deco. Um, still like 30s, but a, but a different vibe for uh, sure. You used to talk about Buck Rogers, and it reminds me of one that uh, we asked our wigs for. It's on, it's on the back of this page. Mm -hmm. uh, an attraction that said DCA, the Golden Zephyr, where these kind of look like Buck Rogers rockets, but they're reminiscent of a certain like Art Deco time period. Yeah. Um, and It's the only ride on the pier that actually... Uh, brings to mind the the romance of like the nineteen early nineteen hundreds like pleasure pier kind of thing, right? Right. They're, they're, yeah. they're basically modeled after something I think that was real in Chicago. Um, I love it. I love the Golden Zephyr. I'm right. probably the only person that does. I don't ride I, it every time. I, I love like the look it. and aesthetic of it's it. It's so dumb, but I love it. And I love the, the lady. She's like, come on and get your Sally in the saddle on the Golden Zephyr. You know, and you're like, I, I like all that kind of like. I, I love it. The have a, hum, have a humdinger of a time. Have a humdinger she says, of a yeah. time. Welcome aboard the Golden Zephyr. I sent Jake. He's not going to be able to put it on here. I sent Jake some video from the Golden Zephyr because I like it gives a really good view of the park yeah. while you're riding. I like it. It's, it's also uh, mildly thrilling. It's more thrilling yeah. than it looks like from the... The last time I was there, it went down a lot. What? A, oh, it, when the slightest breeze, yeah. it closes. 10 yeah. miles an hour, I think. That like and Jumpin' Jellyfish will both close at 10 mile an hour sustained winds. God, I hate Jumpin' Jellyfish. It is not good. And it's not on our list, but we can add it. You know what We're I hate about Jumpin' Jellyfish? You talk about how much you like the announcer at yeah. at uh, Golden Zephyr. I despise the Jumpin' Jellyfish. Hey, kids. <laughs> no, it needs to be Marlin. Jump jellies. You know what these are? <laughs> That of all Jolly things, that should be Pixar yeah. theme. That should actually be Nemo right. theme. Why did it not extend <laughs> yeah. to that? Trump I don't Jolly understand. <laughs> like don't all know. the other stuff made no sense. They're like, "What do you do for Inside Out? Balloons? What? What? A no, flat you have a balloon movie, you idiots. There is literally a Pixar movie about balloons. What have you done? Oh my God! Uh, Toy Story Carousel. No, oh, what are you doing? You're like, yeah, they ride horses, but what if the carousel doesn't have horses? I picture Bob Chapek saying, like, we were going to do the the uh, Jumpin' oh Jellyfish as a Finding Nemo ride, but the decals were super expensive. So we just left it. Because I think it and Zephyr are basically, and I guess Goofy Sky School, like the only things that didn't get touched over in that area of the park, right? No, like, Sky School did, the first did. Oh, yeah, it did. Because that was Mulholland Madness. Zephyr and Jellyfish are the two things they, they just didn't touch at all. And there's one other thing in that area they didn't touch at all. The bathrooms. <laughs> the bathrooms. I'm so glad I didn't start drinking. The bathrooms more. behind Goofy Sky School or Mulholland Madness that are next to what was Burger Invasion, yeah. which is now Paradise Garden Grill, are still Route 66 themed. So they have tile work that looks like it has cacti and a Route 66 sign. Why not? And all that, even though, again, an area theme to appear and not Route 66, but we won't get into this now. That's um, still back there. And also, Corndog Castle was modified, but it's still, Corndog Castle's still kicking. 
I love that entrance, by the way, if you're staying at one of those Disney resorts, you walk in the back there. But it's weird, but it's a nice benefit. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can talk about Sky School since we're since we're in I that hate area. Sky School. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it, just lump it in, I guess, with Primeval World. Just I think it's worse. A wild Primeval mouse off the shelf coaster that they put together in an hour and a half. It's junk. Yeah, I, yeah, these are below Disney standards. Uh, Primeval yeah. World. They went out of their way to kind of make. A, a kind of a funny and coherent story for it. It's dinosaur. Uh, yeah, it's dinosaur told in a um, carnival fair ride. In a carnival ride. Yeah. Ride. Um, Sky School. I get it. Right. You're. you're do we? I think we have enough. Like, it's a funny theme, right? Those goofy how-to shorts are great, yeah. uh, but I I think they could have afforded to just not had this. We ride. The, the world has enough wild mouse coasters. Go yeah. to your local carnival. To ride it's them, don't pay $150 to go into a park that uh, where yeah. you're standing in line for a while, too, right? Goofy Sky School. Uh, what's the wait time? I don't know. We can check that. It's an maybe. uncomfortable vehicle. What's the wait time, Tom? I have Goofy to go Sky back School. around. Well, it is getting later in California, so. Goofy Sky School is currently at a 40-minute yeah. wait. For I a junkie ride, it's always in got a, a long wait. In a million years, I would never. Yeah. So Good there you go. God. And that's at Sky School is not seven twenty four world. PM, They're no. different things. One had a spinning vehicle and for, But they're both different. wild mouse off the they shelf. They are both coasters. wild different mouse off the shelf. But right. Primeval World does not deserve to be they're both garbage, but Primeval World's slightly better garbage. At least it had the spinning gimmick and you know, there was more going on than just paint of track sky blue. Yeah, I mean Primeval World, uh dual track too, right? Better capacity for sure. Yeah, yeah there were bigger um, Better capacity. Yeah. It was what? Uh, eight, what? Eighteen years. So that's not bad. Uh, unfortunately, two two deaths on primeval. Yeah, uh, that's not good. Remember, yeah. Um. Anyway, back to our list. Oh boy, sounds dangerous. I think this is the worst thing they ever did. Really? Yes. Yeah, so this operated from April of nineteen ninety nine. Until May of seasonally, it went seasonal in 2009 and then closed officially on May 18th of uh, 2012. This is at Studios, it, next door to where Frozen is now, the, the Hyperion Theater. Next door was the ABC yeah. Sound Studio, um, former home of Monster Sound. I Show. loved Monster Sound Show. It was great. The and then even the, even the 101 Dalmatians ABC cartoon, mm. the one Saturday morning one was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, so guests would wear headphones and in the dark for majority of the show, although visuals were also utilized on a projection screen in front of guests. Drew Carey played an undercover detective named Foster, and it would use binaural audio. So you'd wear headsets with binaural audio. Yeah. Similar to what would happen in Alien Encounters, except you're wearing headphones. Right. So you'd hear, like, what the detective is hearing. Right. Um, but it was it was really stupid. And, and in contrast— but not funny— Monster Sound Show, you'd walk in and you're basically on a Foley stage. Yeah. So you have live cast members there mm -hmm. helping you do the walking on gravel when they're showing rocking on gravel, make rain noises when it's raining, and they tape the audience shouting Monster Sound Show, and yeah. it, everything appears. And it also had a very funny it. little film with Chevy Chase and yeah. Martin Short, right? Yeah. Um, and and you would say, look out. They tape the audience saying, look out, and they do it, and at the end, something falls, yeah. and Chevy Chase stops and goes, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and then you would exit. There and they had the little booths yeah, the where you could do if you wanted to do the binaural audio, you'd put on headphones in the in a soundproof booth, mm -hmm. and they had a very good, I think, for its time period, a very good little audio show where yeah. 
I, I don't remember everything. You're going to Mickey's office and they're getting you're getting a haircut and then Mickey yeah. comes and puts ears on you and you're it feels like you're getting your haircut like yeah. with this binaural audio. I thought it was really good. Then you could also record your own audio on they had little screens and a microphone you could do um, pick maybe five or six different scenes from classic animated features yeah. and record a scene. And I thought that was great. It was really fun. I thought it was really great. And then and then Sounds Dangerous was just like a big I swing in a there was this big edict. I think they spent so much money buying ABC that there was a lot of there were a lot of attempts in this period to bring ABC into the parks. Um, and, and other things they were doing right. So at this this same year, Doug Live opened next door, which was another piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the worst things I've ever seen. And so this whole building basically condemned itself in very short order. I mean, they left Sounds Dangerous operating because yeah. it was low cost and, and they needed capacity. But Doug Live, I don't think, ran for more than a year and a half. It was very short-lived. They should bring it back but make it Doug the dog from Up. Doug Live, that'd be better. So yeah, they were trying to get all this ABC and all this television stuff into the park, and then same with the soap opera bistro, which is I I will tell you one thing from old DC I wish I got to experience was soap opera bistro. But um, for those that don't know, think of like the fun of sci-fi dining or fifties primetime, but the idea of like a um, a restaurant with live entertainment where you're dining in a soap opera and they come in and do over the top soap opera scenes. Yeah. Um, in front of you and you're part of it. It just sounds like a really fun concept. It's certainly a better, a stronger concept and a better promotional vehicle for ABC than than this thing was. Yeah. Unfortunate. All right. This one's going to get you going. Yeah. A journey into your imagination. Uh, it was based on Honey, I Shrunk uh, the Audience, featured imagination scanner, so that you basically start the ride. Nigel Channing's still there, right? He's your guide, um, Eric Idle. Yeah. And uh, they would scan, basically they would scan your, the way I remember it, you, they would scan your imagination and there's nothing there at the beginning You're, of the you're an idiot. You're, an, you're a moron. You're a moron. Right. Yeah. And then you go through these different things about maybe, you know, different, you go through these rudimentary and, scenes. Yeah. One one of them's literally just lights that that show colors and, yeah. and play sounds. There's another one where a, there's optical illusions, like a, a cinder block going yeah. through a glass table. It was very uh, condescending, I think, to yeah. its audience. And they killed Figment and the Dreamfinder. Figment was barely he was in it like for two seconds. He was a constellation. And then at the end, he would magically show up and be like, you're quite brilliant. And you'd be like, where were you the rest of the ride? What what the hell yeah. did you do? They um, they killed off Dreamfinder. They cut out a ton of the actual track space. Yeah, and obviously right, the for scenes budget. were garbage. The scenes all, were bad. They left like bare walls. And you could still see a lot of it in the current version. But um, what a what a one of the worst things they've ever done. If if there wasn't things like Superstar Limo, if there weren't things like Superstar Limo and Rocket Rods on here, I would say this, and Sounds Dangerous, I would say this is the worst thing they've ever done. I mean, you think about it, They Disney closed it two years later. They're like, they, okay. I mean, yeah. We a, owe it everybody. It did not last long, yeah. Um, honorable mention, people did mention it uh, in Wig's Court, is Journey to Imagination. The current thing, one, yeah. The current one. Yeah, I don't disagree, but... It's, Still way better, way better than this one. Yeah. I mean, at least people people that worked on the next one cared. They did what they could. But, yeah, it's not great. All right, now we're coming to one that it's, I think is, is my guy. least favorite Disney attraction currently. Yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast Sing Along in France. 
Uh, there's not a lot of information. Like, Wikipedia doesn't have a lot about it. Basically, they reimagine... Uh, the Entertainment world went through this phase of, like, kind of whitewashing villains, right? So we had Maleficent. All of a sudden, she's this sympathetic figure yeah. in movies. Uh, Wicked... You know, where you take, you know, all these people, yeah. this was very big in pop culture where people wanted to hear these stories of, of villains yeah. told as if they are a hero. Cruella. So, Cruella, right. All, this, is, this is going on even now. Yeah. Um, you know, basically, oh, everybody who's bad has a good reason they're bad. Yeah. You know, I, that's basically the, it sums up kind of how this went. Yeah. How can we monetize a popular franchise by telling it from someone else's perspective? Mm -hmm. uh, so this is LeFou... All along is actually a matchmaker. He's trying to get uh, Beast and Belle together, right? And it, I guess we ignore the fact that, like, he had her father thrown in an insane asylum yep. and all these other things. But he's uh, he's trying to get them together. Uh, so there are these older animated scenes that are beautiful from the original film, and they've added yeah. LeFou, these little vignettes with which are LeFou drawn in, in Saturday look, morning yeah. animation quality. Yeah, they don't yeah. they don't quite look right. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing is they take maybe one of the most beloved soundtracks in Disney history, and they shorten the song so you can't sing along with them. In something called a sing-along. Right, in a, in a sing-along. So they And I will contrast this. I was just at the uh, What's This, the Jack Skellington uh, nightmare sing-along. Sing and they take songs that, let's face it, aren't real like toe-tapper sing-along type songs, and they... They go deep. I mean, they go long. Yeah. This one, they go into the opening thing like "Little Town," it's quiet village. They but, cut that, song and they're like off. "Bonjour," and that's it. They're, the kids can't even sing the song. The best part hasn't even happened yet. Right? They literally are, haven't even gotten to like the chorus, and you can't sing along. And they just zip along, and not only that, it, it. I think they took this and they just really stuck with it, bullheaded. Yeah. They're like, "We are going to replace Impressions to France." Yeah. And people are like, you got to do with something that's better than Impressions. Look, yeah. it's on our list too. Some people don't like Impressions Defense. I love Impressions Defense. I know a lot of people those, don't. We call those people dumb. Yeah, no, I like it. I like <laughs> I like classical composers. I like classical poetry. Look, not, I like the imagery not, of it. It's not the most interesting thing, but it's it's it's, it's better. At than least them. it's art, right? Like they developed a. It's an interesting projection system. It's this yeah. big, wide format that was very hard to film and produce at that time. It was innovative. It's France telling you the story of their people. Yeah, um, and it's at least beautiful and, music. and musically beautiful. And it's, yeah. it's gorgeous. Now, it's not always going to be everybody's cup of tea. No, right? but it's not but, bad. But I, it, it is. It, it's not corny. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, it doesn't try to reduce things to making everything a laugh. No, yeah. uh, the Lafou thing is is corny. It tries to make something funny that's not. Uh, and now I, I guess we get impressions to France, what, for an hour a day now or something like yeah, that it is, when we yeah. get it. And, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. I would like Epcot, I would like World Showcase to be about showcasing the countries of the world. Yeah. That's just me. <sighs> well, you talked about primeval world. We, talked about, we don't have to talk about that again. You want to talk about the flying saucers? I'll, I'll take flying saucers. Uh, you you definitely mistyped the year. I don't think that opened August sixth of yeah, 1, just 000, before the crusades. One thousand and sixty one. Yeah, yeah. Um, August sixth of nineteen sixty one to September fifth of nineteen sixty six. The problem with the flying tires in Tomorrowland, or flying tires, get ahead of myself. The flying saucers in Disneyland was they didn't worry. If you were too heavy, um, the thing just kind of sat there and didn't move. If you were too light. 
The thing just kind of sat there and didn't move. People had a hard time maneuvering them. Right. And so after a couple of years, they're like, you know what? Just forget it. We'll just we'll just get rid of it. And then in the 2000s, when they're designing Cars Land, they're like, could it? Could the flying saucers be? Could we make it work? Could it work? And they they tried and they decided we we figured it out. We figured it out, and that's Luigi's flying tires. Now. What I think was the mistake with Luigi's Flying Tires was people didn't really get time to learn what to do. So by the time the ride, you you sit down, and by the time you figured out how to get the thing to go where you wanted, the ride was over. And that frustrated people. Obviously, you're like, I just waited 40 minutes for this, and I just figured out how it works, and now you've thrown me out, and I have to go wait in line again. No, thank you. I'm done. Is that where your dad hurt his ribs? No, that's Junkyard Jamber. Okay. They didn't get to. They didn't get to ride the flying okay. tires, um, but I thought like once I once I got it going, I was like, "This is super fun. I love this." And then the beach balls were a lot of kinetic kinetic energy. Actually, one of them lives here in the we have one. museum as well. How many how many things on this list is there? Something from in this room? Um, well, if you count the uh, Tomorrowland, uh, New Tomorrowland, we have that. We have all this alien encounter stuff. Um, well, I just meant that's on this list. Well, I'm just an alien encounter. We have Tomorrowland because yeah. we talked about Stitch, Luigi's right? flying tires, Luigi's rocket flying tires, rods, yeah. rocket rods. That's a lot of them. A lot of them are in here. Um, but yeah, so flying tires, people didn't like it because they, you didn't have time really to make it work. And I don't blame people. If you waited 45 minutes and then the ride didn't really work for you, I, I get it. But Disney gave up on it at that point, um, and instead did Rollick and Roadsters, which people people really like. And, and is pretty innovative for its time. It was trackless dancing car ride. It's a lot of fun. Um, I miss flying tires, though. I always really enjoyed that. I like this idea because if you grew up when I grew up, inevitably you had one friend that had an air hockey table, mm -hmm. right? And the, with the puck kind of floating on a cushion of air. That, yeah. And so this is basically the design of the ride, you right? You are the it's air hockey. It's sort of a, like a plenum airspace underneath a floor yeah. with holes. and air coming up and yeah. you kind of floating along on a cushion. I think it's it's great and no one's ever gotten I it right. It. I've ridden in a hovercraft before. It's pretty fun. Have you? Like military. Like mm. That's how I went ashore in Haiti in, 90, in the 90s, I'll say. Yeah. It's great. You go from the ocean and you just go right up on the beach and go park in the, wherever you need to go. All right. Here's one that I put on here. That's fair. Because it's trippy and weird. Scary. Uh, Magic Journeys. It's a 3D film. Uh, originally at Epcot uh, in 82, was there till 86. Then they had it at Disneyland from 84 to 86, uh, Tokyo Disneyland 85 to 87. And it left Epcot and was moved to Magic Kingdom um, in an attempt to add capacity to that park because Mickey Mouse Review had been closed for so long. Right, so it's where Phil and Her, Her Magic is 87 now. to 93 until it was replaced by Legend of the Lion King, yeah. So uh, the weird thing about this was when it was at Epcot, uh, there's the Sherman Brothers had uh, done the song Magic Journeys, which yeah. is a weird song. It doesn't sound like Sherman Brothers. It's not a no, catchy Sherman doesn't. Brothers song. Yeah. Uh, they also did Making Memories, which is the Napri show is, out there. Which, uh, which is a catchy so Sherman so you song. go from like a nice catchy upbeat Sherman Brothers song yeah. in a pre-show, and then you go into the theater. And you hear this weird, a creepy clown depressing thing. It's like, oh, maybe these guys were into drugs. 
That's all yeah. I could think with that song. So I, I I copied a passage off Wikipedia describing the film because it's hard to describe to someone except it's just weird and trippy, right? Yeah. It kind of feels like something they would project behind Pink Floyd while they're playing or something like that. That's fair. Uh, Magic Journeys looked at the world through the eyes of a child. The film started with children running through a meadow and looking at clouds. Someone blew on a dandelion, and the seeds then flew away, turning into stars, and then they turned into the sun. Next, the kids are seen flying a kite at the beach. The kite then turned into a bird, a fish, a school of fish, a flock of birds, bird wings, and a pegasus, then a horse, and then finally into a merry-go-round. While the children rode the carousel, they begin reaching for a brass ring spinning next to the carousel. The, this is in 3D, right? They're playing 3D yeah. tricks at this point. The carousel spins around the moon, and bats fly out past the riders. The moon becomes a witch, a mask, an Olmec head, and more until turning into a cat. A boy reaches out to the cat and it turns into the Sphinx, which turns into a lion jumping through a hoop in a circus. Uh, trapeze artists and acrobats fly through the air and several clowns amuse the children. The circus then gives way to reveal uh, it is only a miniature with small flying machines coming up through the roof of the room into the stars. The kids move through a room of balloons and encounter a magician. <laughs> How lovely. There's a, who is this magician and what has he given the kids? At the end of the act, the room gives way as the kids descend through a starscape and return to the meadow with the dandelion unblowing itself. Unblowing. It's, that's Wikipedia's the song language. Is not trippy too. Magic. The song does match the trippiness of the yeah. film. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's, I don't like You know what else I, I picture? It's like, it's like a... If you look at like a more crude animation, like one of those Monty Python vignettes, it's just you know something, some weird transition. It's, despite the fact that it's, I mean, it's, it's it opens in '82. It's very '70s. It feels like a weird, trippy '70s thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't like it either. Never never cared for it. I think we saw it like once in Magic Kingdom, and I was good. I think it would be something that would be fun for them to bring back for like a, a seasonal offering somewhere, just like for a week. No. On Tripping Balls Week. No? All right. We'll never get Captain EO back. It's amazing we got Captain EO back once. Yeah. But Captain EO wasn't good either for the record. But like, it No, was it was a lot big budget with a lot of stars, though. Yeah, but like it didn't hold up. When that came back, people went to see that. You watch the faces in that theater and people, the regular tourists were like, what the hell? That was me. I went back when it came back thinking like, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember Captain EO from when I was a kid. Yeah. And I came back and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was something. That was a thing. Uh, Tiki Room. These under new wigs. management. We have the wig submissions now. Yeah, these are wigs The first one is Impressions in France, which is still wrong. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Tiki Room under... I, I don't hate Tiki Room under new management. I... Have trouble with Gilbert Godfrey's voice in a place where I'm supposed to relax. So, look, I love original Tiki Room, right? Like, when I was a kid, there were three rides that I made my parents ride over and over and over. Three attractions I made them do over and over and over, right? Delta mm -hmm. Dream Flight was one of them. Yep. Obviously, the original Journey to Imagination and Tiki Room. All I did as a kid, apparently, just yelled Tiki Birds at my parents all day. That's all I want to do. I want to go see the Tiki Birds. Um, and so... They updated the show, and there are a lot of fun references um, in Under New Management to the original show. And, like, we've done the same show since 1963, it's, and it's times have changed. And um, I really like the pre-show with William and Morris. I mean, it was Phil Hartman and uh, 
Don Rickles. Right. How do you not love Phil Hartman and Don Rickles? Like, come on. And then the 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 show part was fun. I think it was fun enough. It had its time. It was time for it to go, and the world was ready for the original Tiki Room show to be back and be this permanent nostalgia trip. But for the time it existed, I don't dislike or or have bad memories of Under New Management. I think it was fun and a nice little tongue-in-cheek sequel to the original that showed, I think it did show love and reference for the original show where they, like Iago comes in is like, I'm gonna, you guys are out of date. This is all old garbage. So I'm gonna fix this. And the Tiki Birds are like, this ain't gonna work. And by the end, Iago's like, yeah, this act's great. You got like, it, it's someone coming in, they bought, it's kind of, I think it was, I think it was Imagineers trying to, um, again, a little tongue-in-cheek at reference to what was going on in Imagineering at the time, where it's like, these executives don't understand. So, like, Iago's essentially one of these new Disney executives, like Michael Ovitz, right. coming in who has no idea. He's like, oh, this is what we'll do. And the Tiki Birds of the Imagineers going, like, we've been doing this since the 50s. We know what we're doing. What would you say <coughs> to an idea of um, taking the current Tiki Room and just modernizing it a little bit? I'm not talking about the, the the show, but the sound is still kind of rough in there no matter what they've done. The birds, the animatronics are a little choppy. Like, I, what if they modern, what if they, would you want to see a tiki room that they could do with today's technology, or would you rather just keep it as is? Like birds that are like modern figures where they're a little more alive. Yeah, they're a little bit more, a little more like, like cartoon movement, character No, like loud clicking. A little or, bit more like Iago and Zazu were in this a show. A little bit, but yeah. No, no, no! I don't think they need to build. T- like, look, people don't want animatronic shows anymore. Anyway, like that's yeah. uh, the audiences. I don't think it's a thing people really clamor for. And so I think like the the charm of Tiki Room is that it is it's the first animatronic show and it's connected to Walt, and that's what makes it relevant and charming and special, right? Yeah. Um, like Country Bears, they're not going to go in and and change the bear figures. Like they still will be the bears. They're just <laughs> performing yeah. other songs and I think that's that's the right call I don't think you go in and, and redo the figures and make them too like realistic modern figures yeah. yeah no I think yeah. you leave Tiki Room Tiki Room is what it is and you leave it alone um, I, and I'm just reminded of we went we went to Marceline for uh, the dedication of that clock yeah this year and uh, Garner Holt had a booth there yeah and they are, I don't know if they're ready to sell them now. They had. They were supposed to be this y- time. Uh, build yeah. your own animatronic Tiki Bird kit. You could program it. And they had, yeah, and you could program it yourself. Yeah. And they had basically all the, didn't they have Jose, basically birds that look like Jose, McCall, Pierre, yeah. you know, yeah. Fritz, and whoever, uh, Michael. Yeah, they basically yeah. had all the colors. So uh, Garner Holt, I don't know if they're, if I have they're to ready. Look if they I came out. Let's see when they come out. Because I really want, I really, really want one. Yeah, I want to build. I want the experience of building one. I just want to like program it and play with it. That's that's really. I don't know if I really want to build it. That might be fun. Lucas build it. Anyway, Casey Junior's on here. Oh yeah. Who? What soulless, heartless person put Casey Junior's circus? Look, if you have only been there as an adult for this with other adults and you're trying to cram your whole party into one of those it's little It's charming. It's a it's a 50s attraction. Like yeah. come on. But I'm just saying if that if your experience is 
you know, trying to cram people in there. Because the same can be said, Storybook Canal Boats is on there too. Somebody, how, the wigs, how dare you? Storybook Land Canal Boats, I, look, they take up a lot of space. Um, they are, I think they're charming. I think the, um, the miniaturization is just off enough that it feels homespun and a little more low tech, and I like that. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. I can see why what people are Bill like, Evans oh, did right. with the trees, like the tiny trees. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna I'm sorry, I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna be real mean for a second and say how I feel. I'm gonna be honest. I think if you if you think Casey Jr. and Storybook Land are bad attractions, you don't understand what Disney is. You have no idea of the legacy or or anything of the company. I'm sorry. Because it's it's that charm. The level of detail, like again, the the magic of a bunch of guys who drew cartoons were then tasked with building the world's first theme park, and look what they did! Look at this this charming little miniature, like what Bill Evans did with how it looks like the, those are little trees and like all yeah. this the big quilt. It's 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 kind of magical, given the story and the history and what it is and what it's meant to people for sixty something years. It doesn't get more Disney than Storybook Land in case Well, look, you. there is a time, too, in the company's history when they didn't have a huge, like, bench of all kinds of top-tier IP yeah. and things to go with. And they were literally like, let's do the Three Little Pigs. You know, let's do some of these, you know, fables You're, and things that were different that people don't I'm associate. I'm going to be mean with. to you again for a I'm minute. just saying they were doing things that people don't associate. Three Little Pigs wasn't a big IP? Everyone in the world. But had Three seen Little that Pigs cartoon. was not, and it was not an original Disney IP. These are fables that go back. None to, of their IPs were right. original. So Cinderella, that's what I'm saying. you know, no, but but a lot of this stuff is characters that were not part of. You know, these are things that go way back. But they became so, Disney. Yeah, Gulliver, yeah. Gulliver's Travels. You know, all these yeah. kind of things. So that's all I'm saying is wow. there were some of these don't connect with people the same way because they don't feel Disney. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's that's how people. Those the, the quintessential Disneyland is Casey Jr. and Storybook Land, and if you don't, if you as a Disney fan don't go to that park and and see that as special, that that connection to '50s Disneyland and how charming and cute. What I like about Storybook is. Land, well, it's weird. It's one of those places when you're in the queue, it's so narrow. You're like, oh, oh terrible. <laughs> we are bigger than the people were in uh-huh, 1955. Yeah. Um, a in lot of the old Fantasyland stuff you can. Um, <laughs> But, like, you get on the boat, and, like, I'm used to anything that's a moving ride, like, having a restraint. Mm-hmm. You get on this boat, or not a restraint, but, you know, it's, like, kind of railing in it. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, how many people are we going to cram on this boat? And they're like, hey, let me get some kids to sit up there crisscross applesauce on the bow. Yeah. And kids are riding on the bow of this boat. And you all got to sit down Disneyland. and stand up at the same time or we're yeah. going in. Yeah, like <laughs> right? yeah, like everybody on the left, you know, move this way and everybody stand up. Like, I like that, right? It's yeah. not just like everybody pile into this little bench seat yeah. with a railing. It's this and, connection to the past. It's it's yeah. a little It's a little taste. Of Walt Disney's Disneyland. In some ways, it's the most dangerous ride at Disneyland. Probably because that boat could capsize if you do it wrong. People fall in all the time. Though. Yeah. It never happens. Yeah. So what does that tell you? If it never actually happens, then you know, it's perfectly safe. Yeah. May not feel like it because we're so overprotective in all modern attractions, but yeah. Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters, I'm on board with that. I, uh, I think Astro Blasters is better than Space Ranger Spin. They're all, but they're they, all their junk. time has passed. They're all junk. of them. 
None Toy of the Story Mania. None of the guns work. Them. None of the guns shoot yeah. straight. That that technology is junk. Toy Story Mania surpassed it. Let let the rest die. Leave the yeah. media. Yeah. I agree. I I think that's a but you know, in its time, it, it was a good attraction at one when point. When they opened them, yeah, yeah. sure. But, so, but once Toy Story Mania opened, that was it. But I mean, a lot of these things we talked about have been bad from day one, yeah. right? No, Buzz is just now it's bad. It wasn't bad when it opened. Like any, none of them were bad. They are now because they're they're a little long in the tooth now, and it's not it's not charming. It's not like Storybook Land where it it, it had all this. You know, artistry involved, right? What Bill Evans did with the horticulture right. and what the artisans did with building the miniatures. It doesn't have that artistry to it, right? Because it's a bunch of like cheap cardboardy sets and not, not, what not I, hand what, painted. Like, so, what I like about the Storybook Land Canal Boats is that it's just often just enough that you can see the craftsmanship and, and yeah. it, that it's not so corporate. Like, you yeah. can't make little tiny blades of grass to that scale. Yeah. So the grass looks a little weird next to these cottages uh -huh. and and little sticks of wood and all this kind of stuff. I I think is very charming. I think it. Yeah. All the ducks yeah. asleep on the little island in yeah. the middle with the tiny benches. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How how could you be such a heartless, soulless human being to be upset about the little park with the big ducks in it? Like, come on. I don't. I don't understand how someone. Who claims to love Disney could feel that way. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I can see how. I will defend them. Like, I don't agree with them, but I will defend them and say, look, people like different things. They're like, I'm not saying that's being Like Rolly Crump said, to, it's like a salad. There's something there for everybody. But to not at least you might not like cucumbers, cute. right? You might not like cucumbers or you might just but be a tomato person. But say it's bad to not be like, I just don't. It's not my favorite, but I, I see why people love it. There's just, like, there's, no, this is bad. This is No, bad. you, but you. Look, we've been to eat, and you've called a restaurant that I like bad, and I've called a restaurant that you like bad before, right? It's subjective, yeah. right? It doesn't mean that anybody's wrong. No, I think they're wrong. <laughs> In this case, I think they're wrong. Uh, Mission Space. We skipped Submarine Voyage. Well, we, ship, we skipped Mission Space. With, Orange. No. I get it. That's a if you, if you can't yeah. physically tolerate a ride, you're not going to like it. I, I also think it's not. A great ride, anyway. It's like, not. It's kind of heartless and soulless. But the one thing that is going for it is it's it's pretty innovative, right? Like there is no no one else has ever built a ride that gets you that close to the real feeling of going to space, right? It's probably not something that's meant to be uh, experienced by everyone in the general public. So maybe it should have been built at one of the world's busiest theme parks, and maybe yeah. it should be like an upcharge thing with a severe warning at like Cape Canaveral. Um, you know, at at the the space center, but um, yeah, no, I get yeah, it. it's not. It's not a Disney attraction. There's nothing really Disney about it. There's no great storytelling. It has no heart. Um, so I, I get it. There is. I have been on that before, though, where there is a certain sense of anticipation you get that is a nice that can be a nice feeling sometimes. A little yeah. bit of the nerve. The last I, time I, I wrote, like the last time I wrote it was when we. We did a show, we did a bit called we Man drank, vs. Yeah. Park, and we drank around the world and hit every country, and then we rode Mission Space on Orange. That's the last so time 11, I did. So 11 alcoholic beverages and then Mission Space. Yeah, and uh, there it is the anticipation, like, how, how am I going to handle this? I don't know. Yeah. Am I going to be okay at the end of this? Yeah. Or am I going to be, you know, humiliating myself? But at least something unique and different, and, and they tried to do something no one had ever done before, you know? So there's some... Merit there. Is it a good attraction? Probably not. 
It triggered oh, unknown claustrophobia within me at one mm. point. Where I was like, I never thought I was claustrophobic. And then I was stuck in there like yeah. for a while. Like the, the console came down. And then they, uh, but they didn't start the ride and we're just sitting there and a kid starts freaking out next to me. I'm like, man, we are really, really tight in here. I get it. Yeah. I get it. All right, Submarine Voyage. You want to talk about it? It's another like classic Disneyland thing where if you, you're, you're just, you're just being mean for the sake of being mean, I think. I like it. I don't think it's bad. I can see why people don't like it if they're claustrophobic. If you're claustrophobic, yeah, but does that make mobility? the attraction bad? There's a difference between... What are the worst attractions of all time, and what are attractions that make you personally uncomfortable, right? Just because I don't like to ride a certain ride doesn't mean the ride is bad. Maybe I am uncomfortable with certain aspects of it, right? Emission space, right? Right. And, and the same thing with Submarine Voyage. If I'm claustrophobic, yeah, but does that make the attraction bad? No, it, it just make makes it, it something that people. I don't go on because I'm claustrophobic. Yeah, but, but that it, doesn't speak to the quality of the attraction. Um, I will say, as much as I have a soft spot in my heart for these, that I have been on it when it's kind of a leaky, stinks like gas or yeah. diesel or whatever, leaky, unpleasant experience. Sure. That has overshadowed the storytelling and the maquettes and everything that you see underwater, and I can yeah. understand why people don't like it. I like it, although I'm a 20,000 Leagues guy, right? Yeah. I think what I like the most about 20,000 Leagues, though, is looking at those submarines, just the, the style from the oh, exterior yeah, the, the, of them. Look, yeah. the original, if we talk about original submarine yeah. voyage, original 20K, they were long in the tooth. By the right, time right. by the time they ended, it was time for them right. to end. Current submarine voyage, the, there, there's a merited existing. Yeah. Um, but I'm I, surprised yeah. that those, those ride vehicles still. The subs. The subs still exist. Yeah. That they are still I'm holding. Glad they do holding out. It's good that they do. It's nice to see them. Uh, Mickey Mouse Club Circus. I never saw this. I didn't even see it either. I can't really offer it. Is there proof that it was bad? I don't know. I mean, it sounds pretty dumb. Uh, it didn't last that long. I guess. Add the word circus to anything, and it go, my opinion of it goes down slightly. Walt Disney World Space Mountain. Look like. The Matterhorn's not on here, right? No, because same thing, right? It's a historical significance, right. right? This is what was possible at the time. That's Space Mountain. Like, look, it's definitely rough, and it definitely can be uncomfortable, but it's a piece of history, right? Like, look look what they did in 19—look at that, that building next to Tron. Tron, built with modern technology and a multi-billion dollar corporation, cannot compare to the structure next door that they built— Without computers, they were just like, hey, I think if we lean a bunch of concrete pillars against each other, I think we could build this space-looking mountain. And then inside, what if we put two roller coaster tracks inside? Like, that's John Hedge. They were insane. Yeah. They were clinically, and they're like, oh, the people mover will go through it, too. That's what a feat. Again, I can understand why there are people that don't like it. I don't think yeah. that makes it bad. Um, if we're in Tomorrowland, one that is not on this list that I'm just going to add is uh, if we're like if we're ranking flat spinners, Astro Orbiters should be my favorite, and it's my least favorite. Why? It's uncomfortable. Uh, I think the radius is just such that it's a little bit more like being kind of pushed up against it. Like there's get, a little more centrifugal get, force yeah, that you're you feeling. Get shoved, yeah. uh, it's one of very few that. Believe it or not, it's one of very few flat spinners at, at Disney World that goes 
uh, clockwise. The only one I can think of besides that is one of the Dumbo ones. I think the Dumbo ones, one goes clockwise and one goes counterclockwise. I think the one on the left goes clockwise maybe. But um, I don't know. I And I think Astro Orbiters, you wait in this very long line, and there's this elevator. There's only one way to – yeah, it's fair. a pain in the butt. I'm glad it exists because the kinetic energy is nice, and That right? is the one saving grace of that ride is I just like so even if you no walk one... in and you see the people mover going around and you see the astral orbiters going and now you see Tron light cycle run in the distance. Like I think that's great. I think yeah. that's I think that's something we need more of. I think oh, yeah. World Drive, when we had yeah. the moving Tower of Terror billboard and the, then you drive and then the monorails going yeah. by and also it creates all this excitement for people. Yeah. I don't know why we don't want that anymore. So World of Frozen, yeah. Hong Kong, like they have Frozen Ever After, which doesn't go outside, right? Yeah. But then they built the, the, everyone's being mean about the coaster, but I'm so glad the coaster is there because it adds this kinetic energy yeah. that that it, it it brings the place to life. Yeah. Right? An Astro Orbiter, right? Even if I never go on it, I'm glad it exists because it makes the land feel alive. I love it. That is the saving grace. Like I, we've talked about this before that Disneyland's Main Street is yeah. the original. And in many ways, I think Disneyland's attractions are better and their lands are slightly inferior to Disney World, even though, you know, I, I love Disneyland. Uh, it's original. I think the scale is just like this much off on Main Street there where they really nailed it in Florida, where the Main yeah. Street in Florida is is really great. But in I Disneyland, agree. when you walk in and there's a train going over your head and there are omnibuses yeah. and vehicles, go like we have that at Disney World, but they're going at like 8 o'clock at night. Ten o'clock yeah. at night at Disneyland. Sometimes they have yeah. these vehicles. There's a there's a buzz of all this our stuff park happening. Feels in the park. generally, you know, our parks feel pretty dead. Yeah, um, Magic Kingdom's good because we we still have a lot of that. There's enough of that Disneyland type kinetic energy stuff, right? So mm -hmm. people move over. Yeah, Astro Orbiter Speedway, especially Tomorrowland over to the Storybook Circus. At least yeah. we still have the yeah. riverboat. There's one thing running on the river. Thank God. Yeah, thunder, big um, thunder in the distance. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Those things are nice, but I think Disneyland's Main Street, all that, all the vehicles and stuff moving, it, it, it helps the park. It makes it feel alive. It makes you feel like you're part of something cool yeah. and that there's something to explore. Yeah. Hyperspa which hyperspace mountain are they talking about, Paris or California? I think they're talking about California. I love the California one. I think regular space mountain in California should be done away with, and it should always be that hyperspace mountain. I think it's great. Hyperspace Mountain in Paris is an abomination, and that yep. should be returned to its original form. The Terre de la Lune. Yes, please. I agree. The bring back please. the Baltimore Gun Club. Bring back the moon. Um, I I love Disneyland Space Mountain. Yeah. It breaks down a lot. Yeah. Um, they have that, like, side track that slides in, and I think – I was talking to the cast members because it broke down a bunch while I'm there. Yeah. And they're like, so – excuse me um, – they have something like 18 seconds to load. When they have like as many trains on the track as yeah. they can, they have like something like 18 seconds to get a vehicle loaded and move it to that. That's position. why they yell at you. And when it stops, when that backs up, when they get too aggressive putting too many trains on the track, trying to cycle more people through, mm. it can cause this cascading effect where um, it, you know, we were on it one time and it, and it broke down. We got e-stopped right before the last drop. We were done. Yeah. Right, there's one little drop just to get you enough to go to the stage. So we're there, and boom, lights come on. We're in there looking around. And by the way, their Space Mountain. I've seen our Space Mountain in Florida. The lights are on all the time, especially yeah. now because it's been 
having, they've been having a lot of like electrical problems, I think, there. Hmm. Uh, I, the last three times I've been on a people mover, I've gotten to see Space Mountain with the lights on. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland's is much cleaner than ours. And yeah, I'm ours not, is filthy. I it mean, is. I mean, there's a problem. They also, had to, re, they also had to rebuild theirs in, in yeah. 2005. But, yeah. but, and then the cast member comes walking up, and all they did was they just pushed us to the next thing, and we dropped down, you know, a foot or two and coasted in the station and let's ride again. Yeah. But the music and the way they do it, I think it's it's much better. I Can I take this one? Because I hate this goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. The Tomorrowland Speedway. Yeah, get rid of it. Gas fumes, and it, the track it just been shortened and shortened and shortened. There's not really great views from ours. Like, uh, it's look, I, the Autopia should exist at Disneyland. Yeah. Because it's an original attraction, and it, it needs to be updated over time. And they have over the years, and it's it's a nice update. We've never updated ours. It's very 70s. It's very plain. It's very sterile. It's very utilitarian. The queue has nothing in it. It's white walls. It's a cinder block. It looks like a Six Flags queue. Yeah. And the ride is garbage. Bulldoze this thing and put something of value. The there, steering please. is so out of whack on those things. There's no way. I challenge Except you. Except the Tokyo cars. I challenge you at Disney World to get on the Tomorrowland Speedway and not touch the railing, yeah. not hit the railing, because the steering on those things is so loose yeah. and out of whack. It might, it might as well not even have a steering wheel, right? It's it, a piece of garbage. It's a, it, it is garbage. It's I time agree. Has get come. rid of it. That land is valuable. You can do something really cool yeah. with that. Uh, I appreciate, like we said, that the the the, the Connecticut the Connecticut Ener take a drink every time we say Kinetic Energy, yeah. but um, I appreciate that about it, and that's all I appreciate about it. I'm done yeah. with it. But is the kinetic energy of the speedway worth it for the no. car noise and the gas smell? Probably no. not. Should I take the next one also? I know you want to take the next one. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I'll, I'm going to go in my bathroom. <laughs> I'm not going to go on my rant. I'm glad someone said it. Um, I don't think it succeeds at what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a madcap uh, adventure through the cartoon world. Yeah. They achieved that in the early 90s when they built Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. It feels zany and wacky and like you've entered a cartoon. Runaway Railway just doesn't achieve that at any point. And, and when it does, you're distracted by these weird-ass animatronics that look – there's something wrong with them. You don't understand why they look the way they look. There's like projection bubble face Mickey and Minnie on a floating hot dog cart. Um, the story's impossible to follow no matter what row or what car you sit in. It's a trackless ride where there's scenes that do not utilize the trackless technology to their advantage, right? You built a scene with a spinning item in the middle and the vehicles don't go around it. Yeah. There's a spinning item in the middle. Go, go watch, do yourself a favor, go watch Mystic Manor. Go watch a video of Mystic Manor. Uh, no, it gets me angry. That last scene, you circle that that monkey god statue, and all these things are happening around you, and you're like, this is why this is track. There's so many moments in that where they utilize the trackless technology to the to its most. Same with Honey Hunt, same with several others. And Railway, there's except for the dance sequence, there's no there's nothing that really needed that to be trackless. They're like, well, it's a, you're in a cartoon world, get it? You jumped off the track. Um, which in theory is a good story idea, but the, I don't think the ride ever captures look, I'm not the biggest fan of those shorts, but I'll admit some of them are very good. Some of them are very funny. 
I don't think it captures the comedy of any of those modern Mickey shorts. So I, don't, I don't think it succeeds in any way, shape, or form as what it is. And think, what was their budget compared to like trackless vehicles in Cars Land, Louis, the Luigi vehicles? And those are more, those are cute. They do like it's way cool more charming, little yeah. dancing things. Yeah. And like, it's just way they more. They go to the, because someone cared, right? Because yeah. someone was competent and cared and was like, oh, well, if it's going to be, it's an Italian, it's an Italian family reunion and they're yeah. cars. So we have to do all these, like these line dances and get in a circle and two cars dance in the middle. And we have to do all these things you would do in like at, a, at an Italian wedding. But we're going to do it in cars. And that's a ton of fun, and it works really well with the ride system. Yeah. And for railway, they're just like, it's trackless because, because we're building a bunch of trackless rides now, and it's cheaper to build a bunch at once. Uh, so I, I will stand up for it in, one, in a couple ways. Runaway Railway is not my favorite ride. I don't think it's a bad ride because I know a lot of people really love it. Yeah. A lot of people really like it. And I think my my criticisms of it are more because I know what they're capable of versus what they did. Yeah. And they're not because I can't have a good time taking a child on that ride and, yeah. and having fun. It could be fun. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Is it worth the money they spent and the amount of real estate? It's giant. Yeah. Right? Did that need to be that big or could it have been a charming little dark ride using that technology, right? Could it have been a much smaller footprint and something still as good to people, right? Because the no one comes off of that and goes, that was amazing. The people that like it come off of that and they go, oh, that was cute. That was cute. Is anything where the response is that was cute deserve to be the centerpiece of a park and a show building that size? No, that's insane. A little baby dark ride like Pinocchio's Daring Journey where people come off and go, oh, that was really cute. It was, it's, a, it's a very small building and a ride that a lot of money was not spent on. That's the appropriate response. But if you get that response for your big e-ticket dark ride adventure, you've failed. I just think you finally do a big ride, big e-ticket, yeah. in quotation marks, ride featuring Mickey Mouse. He gets his own. The guy's been around since 19... The most iconic in, in, character in yeah. all of popular culture. Yeah, the, he's been around 100 years or whatever. I, I don't remember when his birthday yeah. is. 95 years. I think he just 95, turned 95. Yeah. 95 years. Now he gets his own ride. He's he's taken a back seat and watched, you know, Drew Carey have uh, appear in multiple attractions. And he's had to watch, yeah. you know, the Three Little Pigs. And he's had to watch <laughs> uh, uh, some of the C-list take all his glory. Yeah. And he get finally we get a Mickey Mouse ride. This should be the biggest, baddest, coolest ride. It, it should and be there's a such a cool piece, story yeah. they, should, they could tell with it, and they didn't. That doesn't mean it's not a fun ride and people don't enjoy it. I, yeah. I will say when I've been on it with people who hadn't been on it before, they're laughing. Yeah. They're having a good time. And that's why you go to a theme park. Yeah. But like you say, are you there to have fun or what's the quote? For the size, for the size of the attraction and the and the scope of it, yeah. it should have been something with a response like you rode Rise of the Resistance. It shouldn't have been, oh, that's cute. Right? That's just yeah. that's the problem. I think the response it's gotten at Disneyland tells you everything you need to know. I think the the response and and what how it's enjoyed at Disneyland is appropriate, right? It does not get a super long wait. 
they had got rid of the virtual queue system almost instantaneously. People, they had to start including it with Genie Plus. It got rid of its individual Lightning Lane purchase relatively quickly because the demand was not there. It's a cute family ride, yeah. and that's all it is. It is not amazing. It is not some grand feat. It does not do anything that has never been done before. When I So let's just say time period-wise, this is similar timeline to uh, Enchanted Tales with Belle and yeah. Tokyo Disneyland, right? This opened three months and after I watched Rise that of thing, the Resistance. I watched that thing on YouTube so many times and looked at that final scene and be like, how did they do this? Yeah. How did they accomplish this? Look what these people are capable of. Yeah. And then you go on Runaway Railway and you're just kind of like, Oh, it, yeah. it, it, I almost made it through the ride without it stopping. Because Disney, Disney legend uh, uh, Ron Logan, when we had him five May years ago. God rest his soul, event, Ron yeah. Logan. Yeah. Great, great man. From um, Leavenworth, Kansas, by the way. Yeah. Um, when he talked about, I mean, he, he mostly worked, he, he worked in entertainment. Yeah. Right? But when we talked about new, newer nighttime shows, I asked him about how he felt about, like, projections. He's like, they have a place, but he feels like... He said, in most cases, it's it's a, it's a money saving thing. It's we can do less pyro, and we could do less of this, we could do less of that, because we rely on projection. And I I think you know you're gonna argue with a guy who's a Disney legend. I'm not going to. Um, I think that's true for rides too. I think their projections have their time, right? There are moments in rides that you cannot. There's no other way to achieve right. the effect. But for the whole ride, almost the entirety of Runaway Railway to be mostly flat walls with projections on them. It's not the best anyone could have done. It's not. It was a way to keep costs in line and 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 deliver something in a reasonable manner for them. Right? David in the live chat has a good one. I can't believe I didn't put this on the list. Pixar Pal around. Leave it alone. It's different. It's, it's and an awful ride. No, it's not. Why is it awful? There's only two of those in the world that do that. That's that because nobody gondolas. likes that. Oh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I love it. Oh, God. It's unique and interesting. It's I don't think it's bad at all. If it was a straight up Ferris wheel, it just you just go around. Yeah, sure, but at least they picked something fun and interesting. They 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 picked an angle. Ugh. I don't agree. Cali River Rapids. Yeah, piece of garbage. Way too short. Way too budget short. Budget cut to death. Very long wait. It's the you worst whitewater rapid ride in the world. And I will say this: um, it is, it is among the worst. And Jason. Yeah. So Jason and I um, went to Worlds of Fun and we rode uh, Fury of the Nile. Same type of raft. Same type of system. Yeah. Like infinitely better than Cali River Rapids at a at a Cedar Fair Park, and the ride is probably forty years old. Yeah. And Cali River Rapids is like, oh, we're going up a lift. Oh, it's over. You're like, I just waited in line for an hour for this crap. Yeah. yeah. I speak of getting wet. Um, it's not a bad ride. Don't get mad. But Disneyland's version of Splash Mountain. Comparatively, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. You sit, you know, it, the, the vehicles, the, the log is different. So yeah. you would sit... Uh, in front of, drenched. you know, you're in your own row, and you're yeah. basically leaning back. There is a, there is a seat, a, a plank, but yeah. you're essentially in the crotch of the person behind yeah. you, and their feet are up next to your knees, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm in the front, and I'm like, almost like I'm over the front of the boat. Like, yeah. um, the water doesn't just splash you there; it just comes over the side of the boat. Yeah. It did. And on a 55-degree day, we talked about it in Wigs Court earlier today, 
I got as soaked as I ever got scuba diving. Yeah. On a 55 degree day because that ride is the way the vehicle interacts with the with the ride system was unacceptable. So I love I love Splash Mountain and I'll miss it, but that ride vehicle the worst. And I assume they're going to keep the same yeah. style log for Tiana's mm-hmm. Bite when it becomes Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yeah. They're not going to make it into a side-by-side. All of My a larger problem was how bad the... Like, they kept the Mark Davis uh, America Sings animatronics, which is great. Right. They were, they're wonderful. Right. The Br'er Fox and Bear and Rabbits were hideous. So it makes total sense why when Tokyo and Florida were like, okay, we're doing this next, they're like, we're not building those figures again. Those look like trash. Um, also, the Disneyland one was pretty incoherent. I, I mean, it was weird. It was a weird, bad splash. That was m- one of the only... When I look at v- rides that they have at the Magic Kingdom and they have at Disneyland, yeah. it's one of the only ones where I was like, oh, Magic Kingdom blows this yeah. one away. Guess right? where the best one is, though. I'm guessing it's in Japan. And it's still there. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing it's in Japan. And it's, it's still, still there. Well, there you, you have with that one. It's There's one thing left, and I, I whoever this is, we're going to be revoking their WIGS membership. <laughs> I don't know how you could be a supporter of this organization and write this. Someone said the Country Bear Jamboree. You're going to hell. <laughs> wow. God loves the Country Bears. How dare you? Country Walt Walt's last laugh. Mark Davis created these characters. They are charming and funny, and they are a Walt Disney World original. They are the heart and soul of that park, a park that was mostly attractions cloned from Disneyland. They are the heart and soul of that park, and it's a cute and fun and charming and entertaining show. I do not agree. Uh, I don't agree. I have heard criticisms that I consider valid from people who uh, are maybe uncomfortable with it being primarily like a, a white person Attraction, right? I, I, someone, a friend of mine who's black, mentioned that oh. attraction made him feel uncomfortable. Okay, right? Um, I don't know that. I, I don't he know. He meant like all the about all the bears just, are white. I, I, maybe it's everyone clapping on one and three. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but oh, I have so. I, I, people. More than one person has mentioned to me that it feels a little like, exclusionary. For really? whatever reason. I don't know that that was his intent. Huh. It just could be the way that it... You know. I mean, I'm white, so... Th- I, yeah, it's I, invisible to you, right? You, it's invisible to but me. There's certainly, I, but there's certainly... Yeah, like, I mean, like, Splash Mountain, I totally understood the problems there. I mm. mean, the, the voice of Br'er Rabbit does not... You know, I don't... You cannot be alive and think that voice was not offensive. Right. Come on. Right. Um, but Bear, I don't know. I, they're bears. They're not any... Race, I don't know, but I mean, multiple people feel that uh, way. There are, look, there are some, some. There are there. themes in there, yeah. in some of the songs, that when you dissect them, mm. we're talking about uh, whooping a kid or shooting him. Yeah, you're talking about blood on the saddle. You know, someone essentially dying. Mm. Uh, you're talking about um, people's size or appearance. You have, yeah. uh, you know, she ain't pretty, but I ain't too, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I get it. There's some of that stuff that some people are more uncomfortable with in 2023 than they would have been in 1975 yeah. or, or whenever. They're also, um, but I don't think it's a bands. bad attraction. It can be. You can you can have an attraction that didn't age well in terms of its source material. Yeah, that is that is still good. Yeah, it wasn't a bad attraction. It may just not have 
transition well into the modern. Yeah, modern and I, I, I don't disagree with that. I understand that. But yet, your your Wigs membership will be revoked. We'll look up. <laughs> you'll be you'll be removed. Maybe you're getting trolled. I don't know. I think I think someone's joking. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine being a fan of WWNT and not loving the Country Bears. We, you you kind of have to. We force it upon you. You get a biosmosis around here. I'm surrounded by the largest collection of Country Bear plush in the world. It's the largest memora- me- Country Bear memorabilia collection on earth, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh look at that. Um, if anyone's in the live chat and you have anything you'd like us to talk about before we wrap up in a couple minutes, please let us know. Any bad attractions, bad experiences that you had, bad I've been parks? Looking. Bad? I, think we, I think we covered everything everyone has. I don't see anything. What is Tom drinking? Soda. <laughs> I was drinking water. I just felt like when I drank it out of that water bottle, sometimes they're thin and you squeeze them and the water they're, gets all over you. They make that crunchy noise. People made fun of my noises sure. from the water. Oh, did the water. they? Remember like a few podcasts ago yeah. that happened? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's it's good to be back in, in the saddle, so to speak. Uh, we, even we, if there's blood if, on it. You know, I don't think we made any secret of it. We filmed... Four episodes in, of course, like two or three days. Yeah. Uh, because we knew that I was going to be on vacation, and then you were going to be on that cruise and um, in Hong Kong, and yeah. then we we're going to come straight in here and do a live one. So we yeah. haven't sat in the same room and and it's been a hot minute. Shot the stuff for a while. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to get off your chest while you're here? We you plugged know? everything we needed to plug. And we plug everything. Wigs. If we talked about being a Wigs member. Yeah. We haven't told you how you become one. Well, you join at uh, WDWNT. Or no, no the, well, the, yeah. that one works too, right? Yeah. But the, the typical one is patreon.com slash WDWNT will take you there. Or WDWNT.com slash Patreon. There you go. Either way, or That's go to WDWNT.com and click the Patreon link. At least that says in our ad. I guess we have a yeah. Patreon link on this side. We do. And then uh, $7 a month and, or higher, and you get uh, to watch us do these live, like you just did, if you, if you watch this live. Um, yeah, and you also get there's the Zoom with Tom if you're Club Thirty Three and higher, and and all sorts of fun benefits and things. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We love the wigs. Uh, it's a growing community. And that Discord, yeah. uh, the Discord, of the most servers members we've always ever going had. crazy. Most members we've ever had, right? Now. How many do we have right now? Uh, well, the count on here is wrong, but I know it's the highest ever. So I don't have the actual number in front of me, but That's it is. Great. The, I know it's the most we've ever had. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully, the podcast has helped. I think so. I think there's plenty of people who join specifically because they, they want to watch us do these live or get early access or, or be a part of it, yeah. If you have ideas you'd like to see us discuss on the podcast, you can email me at eric at www.wdwnt.com. Yeah. Uh, or uh, tom at www.wdwnt.com. That is my email. He probably gets more email than I do. Uh, but in any case, yeah, you want to – look, I'm always up for free ideas and what to do. It's – not always easy to throw all this together with everything else. So we've got a couple ideas kicking around. It's about I, I think we're also trying to do them in the proper order. I think yeah. we're trying to you know we just did four episodes about one topic, and now we're trying to. Keep I think things. some people were like, okay, okay, or they yeah you know, they, it's all right. Yeah, so we'll try to switch right. things up and, and pick some things that are different. I know I've been asked a lot about international parks. We almost did Hong Kong in this episode, but I thought that was. Um, I thought, given the honest review of, of World of Frozen just coming out and a lot of that stuff, there might be some fatigue. We'll, we'll do that. I just feel like we line. have to get enough views of the all of our podcasts currently to uh, make enough money to send me to Hong Kong so I can give a valid opinion on it. Yeah. So, maybe I'll go there maybe for Christmas, you think? 
Christmas and Hanukkah. Is that what you want to do? It's a month from today. I was there for Thanksgiving. I mean, they probably don't celebrate that. Day. They don't. Nope. So I had a very. I don't know about Thanksgiving. Christmas. They do because it, it's Christmas stuff at the park. Yeah. Is a park that's on my list. I gotta go. They should all be on your list, even Shanghai, which I don't like. I do want to go to Shanghai. You have to go. Yeah, I mean, even even if I don't, I'm a little afraid like of the it. food. It should be food very situation. food's gross. Yeah. No, it's not because it's it's Chinese cuisine. It's, it's just low quality. It's just there's a lot of bad food in that park. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Hong Kong's a lot of good food. I, I I enjoy a lot of the things there. Hong Kong's a very has a long history of being very westernized, though. So it's very diverse. There's a little bit of everything. There's Korean squid. Um, there's you know you get fried chicken. Korean squid. Get... Does he read the news? <laughs> Let the squid man read the news. Um, it's, it's it's the park food is very diverse in Hong Kong. There's a there's a little bit of influence from everywhere. It's a melting pot. It's a little uh, New Yorky in nature uh, because of that. Hi, Campbell Soup. You're a lunatic if you think race has anything to do with country bears. I didn't say that race had anything to do with country bears. You lunatic? Said, I said that someone. You know, told race me that race almost did have something to do with the country bears. On a previous episode, we talked about the country bear racing attraction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> country five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was a country bear attraction all about race. Uh, Want to edit that out? You can. I don't care. No, you can. <laughs> Who cares? It's uh, it's eleven twenty-five p.m. It's on a Saturday. The people who are still watching really care about this stuff. So yeah. maybe, maybe who cares? It's probably time to end their show. All right. Well, thanks a lot for watching. Uh, what's up next? Well, if you're watching the marathon show, we're going to play the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea board game. Okay. Um, but if you're not, if you're just watching this later in the week, then. Uh, we hope you have a good week, and we'll see you real soon.